Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to Episode 75 of Season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. McGarry and His Mouth started out in Sunday newspapers written by Matt Taylor in 1940 in the This Week magazine insert. It gained such popularity throughout the World War II years that NBC decided to make a radio show with it. William Gargan starred as Detective Dan McGarry, and Ruth Warwick started his girlfriend, Kitty Archer, affectionately referred to as The Mouse by Dan, on the show's audition. The show premiered on June 26, 1946 as a summer replacement for The Eddie Cantor Show, and was sponsored by Bristol Myers. McGarry originally was played in the series by Wendy Corey and Kitty by Peggy Conklin. Then Ted DeCorsia took over the McGarry role, and Shirley Mitchell replaced Conklin. When the series wasn't picked up for the fall by NBC, it moved to the Mutual Broadcasting System, and the sponsor changed to General Foods. Roger Pryor replaced DeCorsia as McGarry. Although the show received positive ratings, it only lasted for 13 more episodes in 1947, ending permanently on March 31st. Now sit back and enjoy the July 24, 1946 broadcast of McGarry and His Mouse. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Calling all cards, calling all cards. Has anyone seen Detective McGarry? Yes, Sarge, I have. Who are you? Detective McGarry. Yes, friends, it's McGarry and his mouse, starring Wendell Corey with Shirley Mitchell, with music under the direction of Peter Van Steeden. The misadventures of rookie Detective McGarry have been made famous by Matt Taylor in the pages of This Week magazine. And now, here's Dan McGarry's girlfriend, Kitty Archer. Kitty Archer to you, but the mouse to Dan McGarry. That's what he's called me since our school days, his mouse. I guess every girl likes to talk about her fellow, and maybe my big red-headed Dan isn't much to brag about. People think he's dumb. He's always getting into some sort of trouble. But then he always manages to get out of it. Now, you take what happened the other night. Dan dropped by my house on his way home from police headquarters. I was on the front porch when Dan opened the screen door. Hello, Mouse. Hey, what's up? You're hopping around like a flea on an air deer. I've got good news. Sit down, Dan. Thanks, Mouse. Who do you think's coming to visit us? Who? My very favorite Uncle Clarence. Oh, hey, little fat Uncle Clarence in Chicago? I just got the telegram. He'll be in on the 7.30 train Saturday night. Well, I must say I'll be very happy to see Uncle Clarence again. I remember you two had lots of fun together last time he was here. I'll see. Was he ever a very wonderful sucker at poker? <laughs> Oh, say, how long is he going to be here this time? Well, I imagine it'll be a long stay this trip. He's going to open a branch of his toy factory here. No kidding. Uh-huh. Hey, I hope he brings some of his samples like he did the last time. I had fun. Yes, it was the first time I ever had to compete with a yo-yo. Well, I'm terrible glad he's coming, Kitty. 
now what are we going to do in the way of showing him a good time? I've been thinking. First, we'll have a surprise party for him. That's a good idea. We... Hey, Mouse, here goes your phone. Oh, it's all right. Mom will get it. She's inside answering some letters. Now, let's see. Uh, we'll invite your Uncle Matthew, of course. How about Joan Bernice? Oh, sure. But the most important thing is that I want you to meet Uncle Clarence at the train and bring him home. I'll have everybody here for the big surprise party. Just leave that to me. I'll take it. Oh, hello, Mom. How's tricks? I'm all right, Dan McGarry, but I'm past the age of playing tricks. Now, that phone hey, call... Hey, ain't that good news about Uncle Clarence coming to visit? Yes, it's very good news. Now, that phone Me and call... Kitty here is just now framing up a surprise. Dan McGarry, will you shut up? Huh? Mom's trying to tell you something, Dan. Oh. Oh, go ahead, Mrs. Archer. Uh, what's on your mind? That telephone call was from Inspector McGarry. Uncle Matthew? None of it. He wants you to report to police headquarters at once. Oh, hey, that ain't fair. I already finished a tour of duty. Tell that to Inspector McGarry. Dan, maybe it's something to do with the Westmore Bank. Westmore Bank? Yes, bank. It was held up this afternoon. No kidding. The Westmore Bank held up? And robbed, I might add. Well, what do you know? Nobody ever tells me these things. Dan, you'd better not keep your Uncle Matthew waiting. You know he can get madder than Donald Duck. Oh, hey. This is a very important case. It may be my big break. If I crack this one, Mouse, we might go up to Detective First Grade. And if you don't get out of here, we may find ourselves back in uniform. Now go on. I can see the papers now. Rising young detective Saul's bank robbery. Dan McGarry, the inspector's waiting. Kitty, your future husband stands at the doorway to fame. That's good, Dan, but close the door. You're letting in flies. Hello, Uncle Matthew. Well, here I am. Ready to answer the call of my sworn duty. Oh, now, isn't that very fine of you? It's only 45 minutes since I appealed for your presence. Where have you been? Well, I'll tell you, Uncle Matthew. I dropped by the Westmore Bank on my way down to sort of case the joint. I uh, developed a few very important angles. Sit down and shut up, you big lunkhead. Why, Uncle Matthew, you surprised me. I thought you'd be very glad that I started right in to solve the Westmore Bank robbery. I'll be very glad when you learn to do the little jobs assigned to you. Little jobs? I've got a very simple little assignment for you. You mean you ain't gonna give me the Westmore case? Listen, all you've got to do is to sit in a cell in the county jail with a petty crook. County jail? Yes. Your cellmate will be a little rat by the name of Digits Harper. Your job will go in as a suspect. Sit with Digits and pray he'll do some talking. Uh, does this here Digits happen to be connected with the bank stick-up? There was a real brain behind that bank stick-up. We suspect the fine hand of Nick Scalzi. Oh, Mr. Big, eh? Uh, why don't I just go out and put the arm on this here Nick Scalzi? Ah, uh, we haven't got enough on him yet to even give him a nod. You just get cozy with Digits Harper, that's all. Oh, hey, Uncle Matthew. This here's a terrible, puny assignment. Why, the... Worst dope in the department could do it. Well? Well, I... Huh? <laughs> oh, hey, this here's fierce. On your way, now, on your way. Get digits talking as soon as you can. We can't hold them more than a few days. A few days? You mean I gotta play patty cake with this citizen that long? Oh, no, Uncle Matthew, I can't do that. You what? Uh, 
Well, Kitty's Uncle Clarence is coming to town Saturday night, and, well, I gotta meet him at the train. Well, that's fine. The sooner you get digits talking, the sooner you'll be out of jail. But Uncle Matthew... Now, that's enough talk. Now then, go dirty yourself up and be off. And leave your gun and badge here. Okay, Uncle Matthew. Duty's duty. But believe me, there ain't no justice. The bank robbers are as free as an undertaker's tears, and I wind up in jail. Oh, hello, Dan. Back from headquarters so soon? We've got company. Look who's here. Oh, hello, Joe. Hello, Bernice. Hello. Hello, Dan. Kitty's just been telling us about the surprise party for her Uncle Clarence. Gosh, Joe and me think it's terrible exciting. Huh, Joe? Yeah, exciting. Well, it's a swell idea throwing a sweet riot for Uncle Clarence, but I ain't sure yet that I'm going to be among them there present. Dan, what are you talking about? Kitty, I've got to go to jail. Jail? Oh, for goodness sake, Dan, what kind of rap have they got against you? Well, uh, it ain't exactly a rap, as you say, Bernice. I'm doing it in the line of duty. Ha, duty. Did you say something, Joe? Yeah. What? Ah, duty. Oh, well, what kind of duty, Dan? Is it in connection with the Westmore Bank case? Well, uh, in a way, Kitty. What do you mean, in a way? Didn't you get the assignment? Well, uh, sort of, Kitty. Oh, Dan, for heaven's sakes, what's the matter with you? You're talking in circles. Well, I'll tell you, Mouse. All I gotta do is make out like I'm a crook. Sit in the cell with another crook and make him talk. Oh, say, Joe, he is wonderful at making people talk, huh, Joe? Yeah, wonderful. Yes, he just sits and don't say nothing, so somebody's got to talk, huh, Joe? Yeah, somebody. Dan, I think maybe I can help you with this case. Kitty, you helped me? I have before, haven't I? Well, I gotta admit, you did a time or two. I've got a wonderful idea to make this crook talk. Now, Kitty. Now, look, I'm coming down to visit you when you're in jail. All you've got to do is fall in line with whatever I say. Mouse, I don't know what you've got in your mind, but I don't like oh, it. Oh, now, don't you worry about anything. Uh, tell me, Dan, what's the name of a very big, powerful gang leader? Living or dead? Living, of course. Say, how about Fatty Schmidt from Chicago? Joe was reading something to me about him out of the paper, huh, Joe? Yeah, the paper. Mm, <laughs> Fatty Schmidt. Oh, that's an easy name to remember. Well, it's time for me to go to jail now, so I'll say goodbye to one and all. Oh, gee, I hate to see any of my friends go to jail, even if they happen to be innocent. I remember when Joe was fined $10 for passing the red light. When he had to go to the court, I cried and I cried. I cried so much that Joe started to cry, too. And he cried and he cried. Hey, look, Bernice. Joe's crying. Oh, for goodness sake. Hey, what's the matter, Joe? What's making you cry? Dan going to jail? No. My ten bucks. Gary and his usual confusion will return in just a second.
Back to McGarry and his mouth. I... I must say, Digits, you're a very monotonous cellmate. Here it is Saturday night and all you say is... I ain't talking, chum. Yeah. Why, a person would never think we was in the same racket. I ain't talking, chum. All I ask is, who's taking care of you? I'm worried about you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'd like to be sure there's a Mr. Big behind you with enough power to spring you out of here. I ain't... Yeah, I know. You ain't talking, chum. Well, I told you all about the terrible rap they got on me, but... I won't stay any longer than you say. Well, will you look who's coming down the corridor? It's none other than my girlfriend. Hello, Mouse. Gosh, I'm sure glad to see you. Hello, honey. Tough trick. I hope these stir screws around here ain't giving you a bum shake. Stir screws? Bum shake? Hey, Mouse, what kind of a way is this for you to be talking? Ah, oh, wise up, chump. Don't be a lunky all your life. Who's your boyfriend? My bo- Oh, this is Digits Hopper. But he ain't talking. Hmm, the kid's smart. Nobody ever got himself jammed up by keeping his choppers clamped. His choppers clamped? Look, pal, I ain't got much time to hang around this cage, see? I've been sent here by Mr. Big, see? Mr. Big, see? Yeah. You get me? You mean Uncle Matthew? He's the biggest thing I know. I mean the real Mr. Big. Fatty. Fatty? You mean Fatty Schmidt from Chicago? I ain't talking, chum. Mouse, you're talking too much. Ah, pipe down, Saf. You listen to me. Mr. Big says he got the mouthpiece to put the zinger in. You'll be sprung out of this flea parlor by 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock? Yeah, and don't forget you got to meet somebody at the train. Oh, yeah, the 7.30 train from Chicago. 7.30? Chicago, huh? Well, that's uh, very interesting. But, Mouse, that don't give me enough time to even wash my kisses that's before... That's all, Sam. i got to breathe now. I'll see if the old hangout is only just sprung. Thanks, guys. Well, for goodness sake. Oh, hey, I get it now. <laughs> Say, that mouse of mine sure is a smart little cookie. The mouse, eh? <laughs> well, I heard a freight car freighter, boiler room beaches, and whistling Gertie. But the mouse, that's a new mall on me. That happens to be my girlfriend, and she ain't no mall. Oh, so uh, you're going to meet a train from Chicago at 7.30, huh? Hey, you wouldn't by any chance be meeting a party by the name of Fatty Schmidt, would you? I ain't talking, chum. <laughs> Where you going? I have... Well, it ain't my old cellmate, Digits. I see you got sprung, too. Yeah, yeah, I know the right people. Uh, here's one of them right here. Meet Nick Scalzi. Nick Scalzi? Yeah, pal, that's me. Well, for goodness sake. And I got six rodmen scattered around this railroad depot just in case you make a wrong move. Hey, what's the big idea? The big idea is that we're a reception committee for your friend Fatty Schmidt when he gets off that train. Oh, no, wait a minute. You guys are talking through your hats. I'm here to meet my girlfriend's Uncle Clarence. Oh, yeah? Think I'm sapping up the fall for that store? 
Digit tells me your mall tipped the real low down in the county jail. Digit is not. Listen, punk. Nobody's mustling into my territory. Got that? Hey, Nick, Nick, here comes the passengers out the gate. Okay, Digit. Now, Buster, you give me the nod when you see your boy. Well, uh, I don't see anything that even looks like him. How about this little fat guy coming through the gate? What little fat guy? Oh, him, maybe. Oh, there you are, Danny boy. Didn't see him, eh, Buster? <laughs> Dan, it's good to see you again. But I hardly know you, son. You look like you just got out of jail. Uncle Clarence, you're a mind reader. Well, where's Kitty? I, I thought she'd be with you. Oh, Kitty had some things to do at home. Don't forget I'm here, Buster. Oh, uh, Uncle Clarence, uh, have you ever heard of Nick Scalzi? Scalzi? Well, no, Dan, can't say he's a hair. Well, you're going to hear a lot about him from now on, I'm thinking. This here's... Nick Scalzi. Uh, how do you do, Mr. Scalzi? Any friend of Dan's is a friend of mine. Hello, Fatty. Fatty, now look here. Oh, hold it, Uncle Clarence. Hold it. Uh, Mr. Scalzi here just wants to talk a little business or something with you. Well, Dan, I'm in no mood to talk business. I'm tired, I'm hot, and I'm thirsty. Thirsty? Well, I can fix that. We'll go over to Mike's joint. We can have a nice, quiet talk there and some cool drinks. I think maybe it's a good idea to do like Mr. Scalzi says, Uncle Clarence, uh, I can learn a lot from an operator like Scalzi, and me, I'm always learning. Come on, let's go. Well, I suppose a little sip or something would go good. Okay, Digit, tell the boys everything's set. Trail us over to Mike. Right, Nick. I'll carry your bag, Uncle Clarence. Oh, thanks, Dan. Hey, when are you going to quit this Uncle Clarence stuff? Are you afraid to call him Fatty? Oh, I know. But... Oh, it's all right, Dan. If Mr. Scalzi insists on calling me Fatty, why, you can call me Fatty, too. Okay, Uncle Clarence. Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm still waiting for that information about the 7.30 train from Chicago. What? On time? It came in over an hour ago. Oh, dear. Well, thank you. Well, this is a fine state of affairs. The train got in over an hour ago. Well, for goodness sake, where can they be at? This is turning out to be a disappointment party. Ah, uh, that lunkhead nephew of mine has fouled this thing up somehow. Well, my brother Clarence manufactures toys, but he's got other ways of amusing himself. Yes, I suppose he and Dan are inching their way here by way of some cool taverns. Maybe they get lost. Lost? Oh, sure. Joe got lost once upon a time, huh, Joe? Yeah, lost. <laughs> he went out to the store to buy something for me. And what do you think? What, Benny? All of a sudden, he didn't know where he was. His mind went blank. Huh, Joe? Yeah, conked out. <laughs> oh, now, don't you worry, Kitty. They'll be along sometime. Oh, yes, but in the meantime, everything's getting cold. Except your temper. I can see that's getting hotter by the minute. Gosh, I know just how Kitty feels. Makes me terrible mad when somebody keeps me waiting. Joe here was late for our wedding, huh, Joe? Yeah, wedding. Mm. <laughs> and by the time he got there, my face was red and my ring was green. I was so mad, I brought him out something fierce. Huh, Joe? Yeah, slugged me. <laughs> well, I don't think we ought to wait any longer for them. Come on, folks, let's eat. That suits me. We can give them something when they get here. You bet we will. I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Well, McGarry's really in hot water. 
So let's stick around, see if Uncle Clarence can help him out. Back to McGarry and his mouse. Uh, ah, that hit the spot. I go very easy on the stuff myself. Guys in our racket's got to keep their heads. Hey, Fanny? Oh, well, then I take it we're in the same business, Mr. Scalzi? Yeah, but you know what I've been thinking? For a big shot like you, it seems to me you travel awful light. Yeah, uh, this trip, that's right. But I was thinking of bringing along a half a dozen of my best dolls. <laughs> a half a dozen dolls? Oh, you ought to see Uncle Clarence's dolls. He's got some real classy stock. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Hey, you, you'd love them, Nick. Yeah. Uh, do you know something? I've done better with dolls this year than ever in my life. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, well, uh, let's forget the dolls for a while and talk business. Now, I got an... Hey, John, Nick. Mike says Steve's on the house. Set him down, Digits. 
Stick around. Uh, look, I don't want to put the pressure on nobody, but it's getting late, and you said you wanted to talk business, Nick. Why, yes. Uh, just what did you have in mind, Mr. Scalzi? Well, I've been figuring you ain't in town to see the sights. So that being the case, I figure you're getting set to move in on this territory. That's right. My plans are all set. Yeah, that's what you think. I got different ideas. Well, what do you mean? Well, uh, well you, you see, Uncle Clarence, uh, Nick here don't like competition. Well, Mr. Scalzer, that's very silly. Competition is the lifeblood of business. Yeah, and sometimes the blood gets spilled. I welcome competition, if it's fair and square. Suppose it ain't fair and square. Well, Nick, as you can easily figure, Uncle Clarence is an old hand at killing off cutthroat opposition. Suppose they don't kill off so easy. What? With an organization like he's got, it ain't no trouble at all. Yeah. Uh, how big an organization you got, fatty? 425 altogether. 425? Wow, that's a few people. And I figure to move at least 75 more in here right away. Are you kidding? 425 people. And me, I'm operating with only six guys. Hey, you're really small potatoes, Nick. Well, uh, you ain't got a mob like yours. Uh, look, there. Uncle Clarence, uh, seeing as how Nick uh, here is already in this territory, uh, maybe you and him can make a deal to work together. Uh, why don't you tell us something about your business, Nick? Yes, what's your specialty, Nick? Me? I go in for banks. Banks? Oh, oh. <laughs> Nobody can tell me anything about banks. Now, they're all right as a starter, but there's no money in them. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Would you call 60,000 bucks in one hall a bad clip? No, 60,000? That was our gross on the Westmore bank job. You must have uh, read it in the papers, Fatty. In the papers? Sure, I guess your boy here read about it. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Westmore job. Uh, hey, Nick, I, I didn't know you pulled that job. Hey, sure, and with only six guys. Just goes to show you. Sure does. Just goes to show you. Hey, Uncle Clarence? Uh, why, yes, Dan, it certainly does. It just goes to show you. You see, Fatty... It doesn't always take a lot of guys to make up a good organization. Yeah, yes, I I see your point, Nick. So, Uncle Clarence, don't you think you and Nick ought to get together, huh? Well, there's something in what you say. I think maybe we will. Well, I'm glad that's set. Uh, hey, Uncle Clarence, uh, suppose I go call up your local contact and have him come right over? Call up my, uh... uh, uh your uh, local contact. Oh. Uh, Seeing as how Nick and him's going to be working pretty close, as soon as they meet, the better. Hmm, swell idea. I'd like to meet the guy. But a phone boots right out by the bar. Thanks. I'll be right back. Oh boy, what a break! This will show Uncle Matthew. Show mine as dumb as he thinks I am. I'll bet I get a medal for this. Kitty, I... Dan McGarry, where in heaven's name are you? We've been waiting and waiting. Hold on a minute, Mouse. I just captured the Westmore bank robbers. You what? I mean, I got them right here at Mike's place, corner of Chestnut and Gower. Tell Uncle Matthew to get here as fast as he can and help me put the arm on him. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell Uncle Matthew right away. He has a squad car out front. Tell him to shake it up, Mouse. The quicker we bring in Scousy, the quicker we get promoted to Detective First Grade. Detective First Grade? Look, McGarry. 
secretary. We don't settle for anything less than lieutenant. Stand in front of that microphone. Gosh, he ain't never been to a police lineup before. It's exciting, huh, Joe? Yeah, exciting. <laughs> okay, Stanley, okay. Now then, have you got anything to say for yourself? Uh, just a word of advice to my fellow thieves here. Mm. Boys, don't never get mixed up with dolls or toy manufacturers. Okay, boys, take him away, take him away. Well, this is the greatest thrill I've ever had, seeing a big bank robber, James. Oh, it was wonderful. Dan, however did you do it? Well, well, it took a lot of brain power, Mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's a story I can tell our kids when we're married. Yes, Dan. And the little punks better believe me. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 